It's not a competition, but then again, everything is. Like trying to have a conversation, then afterwards asking who wins. Every person that you talk to is the co-host of that moment in your life. We might be one podcast too many, but we're only one small slice of the FBB Pro, you run two marathons a week, you eat really well, sometimes you fall off the wagon and you have a little chocolate bar, but then you use self-acceptance and forgiveness to just get over it nice and quickly and go back to like, I don't know, a tangerine. Well, grapefruit. You know what, Christopher? <laughs> Let's talk about it. I really have come around on grapefruit as a breakfast food. How do you feel about that? It's a bit much. Do you reckon? It's a, a, bit, it's a bit much in the morning. Like, it wakes shit up. Just... <laughs> Unlike we are now. Disclaimer, <laughs> this is a morning record. <laughs> Disclaimer, this is, a, for me, a grapefruit, a post-grapefruit morning record. So we're fine over here. We're all awake. Um, are you implying no, I went to the loo? My my mouth. My, my, <laughs> sorry. No, 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 no. Grapefruit's like sharp. It makes oh, your mouth that do that sense. thing where yeah, you yeah. turn 102. Yeah, I just like... <laughs> I know, totally, totally. Um, yeah. So let's, let's talk about... Um, you did it, you're here this week. Um, just so <laughs> the listeners are aware, the coffee is twindling, the birds are twittering, do your stupid thing, was the lovely words of encouragement <laughs> I got as we pressed I didn't record. say do your stupid thing, did I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, a lot of things you say sound meaner when you just repeat them back. <laughs> anyway. <What>? Insults. <laughs> yeah, imagine. That's another word for them. Uh, we've got oh, a lot to dude, talk I had no about. idea. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. Um, listen, it's an early morning record. Some of us didn't have our grapefruit this week. It's fine. Um, uh-uh. but some of us did absolutely tear our feet and legs to shreds, proving some point to God or life or something but someone had to prove a point and you proved it mate congratulations you followed up on the marathon in manchester with the london marathon which is incredible and that's your fifth i think that's amazing now the listeners aren't tuning into a running podcast i'd be happy to make it one for a bit because i am uh, a super amateur out here who loves hearing about these things um but there's just one question we all want answered if it's about my feet, I'm not talking about it. Why won't you send me a picture of your feet? <laughs> Listener, he has told me about his feet being a bit janky. Let's all be real. Two marathons in a week makes sense. Whose I just feet want to... aren't janky? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's a showman. <laughs> nope. Uh... <laughs> now, do you want to be honest with the listeners what you're following up on the no answer was? When I ask you, come on, I want to see a picture. I want to know the reality of running a marathon. What's it Did do I say to your come feet? see them for yourself? Yeah. <laughs> Gross. And then I was like, actually, I take it all back. Now, we're reviewing things this week. We're talking about things. It's it's a show about critiquing culture. But do you know what? I feel a lot better placed to describe mm. the show when I'm on a clock of some kind. Christopher, do you mind providing me with a clock of some kind so I can just sort of rush headlong into a description of the podcast? 
Oh, sorry. I was, I was like, are you asking for the time? What's I was happening? like slowing down. I was looking at his eyes are oh, totally blank. Like. <laughs> so I have a timer. Okay. So maybe let's say 30 it? seconds. Do you want to okay, see if you could do it in 30 seconds? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what am I doing again? You're describing to the listener what the podcast yeah. is about. Because you know what? We've got so many now. They can't go back to the start. We just need no. to give them a quick little brief, you know. Imagine summary. if you were a new listener the first few minutes of this. What are you thinking? Right? Switching it off. Switching it off, right? <laughs> <laughs> They're thinking grapefruit doesn't make you go to the loo. Stop. No. Nope. Okay. No, nope. okay. makes your mouth go taut. Taut indeed. <laughs> All right, Ready. you've got 30 seconds to explain yeah. to the listener what the podcast is about. Three, okay. two, one, go. Listen, all we're doing out here is consuming content of some kind, even if you're not consuming television or store um netflix whatever you're you're looking at billboards you're walking around you're part of culture you're consuming culture and what you're doing inside you've got like a little judgment thing going on you're analyzing it there's a running commentary track so we're just bringing those bits to life in the context of two friends talking i'm saying hey you like this he's saying hey you like that we're just putting stuff we're just offering each other little meals of culture to critique so that's the show wow yeah, listen. <laughs> Wow's all I've got for that. Little me, little meals of culture. <laughs> Speaking of um, little uh, quotes that you can just grab out of thin air like that. Um, long story short, I recommended the most recent album by the 1975 for Christopher to review this week. It's called Being Funny in a Foreign Language. And um, I followed up. Um, by occasionally sending him a little cheeky wink wink nudge nudge with like oh i'm listening to a podcast about them i'm reading an article just the classic i don't even mean and to you claimed you weren't doing research yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> i'm not doing research i'm just vibing the thing is it's one and the same for me i'm vibing and it it's research kind of um but uh i think christopher was very amused when he we discovered uh made early this year a uh, a playlist I'd made for him specifically of 1975 songs, and I put three songs from their very first album at the top. And it, if you just put those words together, it made a really funny title. Do you remember what it was? Chocolate something something. Sex um, chocolate robbers. Chocolate sex robbers. Chocolate sex robbers. Chocolate. So that's just listen. We're gonna throw it out there for you guys. You can see a bit of the process behind the scenes. That's top of the running for a title at the moment. Show title, yeah. Because show title. Well, I don't know. Grapefruit might win it, or. <laughs> Just show me your feet. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, sure. laughs> great fruit being taught. Also, yeah, yeah listen. In a few minutes. In a few minutes, we've done that. Yeah. Um, um, so, you I talk some music. What do you want to talk about? I kind of want to tell you that tell when I was running around London, yeah, all I could think about was the email that we'd received. Oh please, yeah. Let's get to the email. We, we finally got an email, which does yes. mean that we have T minus twenty four hours to set up a social because mm. that was the promise. Is that the promise? Shoot. <laughs> I dropped my coaster. We got an email. Too many things are happening. Yeah. I like how we've got 24 hours from um, acknowledging the email, not 24 hours from the email. That's very <laughs> convenient for us. I like that. Well, because the listener doesn't know. Yeah. They don't know when we're recording. Okay, listen. Um, but first of all, the subject yes. title of this email was why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought we'd made it pretty clear that we wanted to know whether you wanted us to review one thing, review two things. This is, this is you're true. As you're saying this. you happy with the running this, order? Were you happy with the segments? What did you enjoy? What did you not enjoy? As you're saying this, I feel like I've clarified maybe once or twice in the show notes, but as the weeks have gone on and the people haven't emailed, I think we've just made such a running joke of please email us that I've I've stopped hammering that home. So to reiterate... Running jokes? Running jokes? <laughs> we don't do running jokes, Jeff. <laughs> Literally all, our th- all we do. Um, <laughs> review one thing or review two things. I'm still like every week, I'm like, the winner should say the thing we review 
and every week we review a thing and Christopher's still thinking it's so cute how we review two things it's the whole bloody signature of the show at this point and there's this you know mm. it's not a competition but one of us has to win out at some point and we were initially we were wondering for listener feedback on this so dear listener we would love your opinion on this um mm-hmm. perhaps as you mentioned in your email we could just discuss this in the group chat we have about other interests so see you in the group chat um <laughs> i feel like uh you know all the other listeners can just just take a seat here and like see how much attention a single email will get from us but i've got to come back at one line um here we go here we go. I also feel like well. <laughs> he was just saying about me doing a bit more MCU stuff. We've got quite the MCU guy on our hands. I also feel like Jeff, I quote, would do okay with a select few more MCU movies outside of the quote. I agree. Back to the quote. Instead of three plus hours of Scorsese rehashing his previous successes, back to me. Listener. <laughs> Can we not? That is uh, rude and ageist and awful and you're bullying my guy and it made me laugh. So fair play, but also now I just feel a vengeance to bring Scorsese to the pod massively. So look look what you've gotten done, mate. Look what you've gotten done. But so, in theory, I do very much agree um, and Guardians 3 upcoming could be one of them. Just throwing it out there. I, I, I have an idea for this, this, this one listener who knows that they sent this email. Yes. Um, hope they do if they could send us if they could send us a voice note of two guardians movies one for jeffrey and one for myself i'm happy to rewatch one because i've only watched them all probably once Mm. then we will insert that in next week's recording and that will be our two pitches to to celebrate guardians coming out on the 5th of may we can have another mcu special so if that listener wants to send us a voice note just to get this clear are you saying one listener sends one email where he doesn't even say hashtag review one thing or hashtag review two things. He just blabbers hey, on a bit. And hey, now he's he running sent, the whole ship. He sent an email. No he one did. Else has. He did. you got to give him credit. Um, he also made a list. I always love a list from this listener. Chili Peppers songs that they should close shows with. Venice Queen, Turn It Again, Goodbye Angels. A good, good little list there, mate. I would include Dance, 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 one of my favorite songs from the Josh Klinghoffer era, but we can get to that later. Um... Anything else to get back at our our, our so listener about? He, he he suggested that I said solo a Star Wars story was okay. Oh, here we go. That was <laughs> we one are getting ti- Well, that was one tiny tiny little comment in a very long paragraph he sent us. <laughs> I like this. And Christopher's arguments today seem to come <laughs> down to I know I said that thing, but hey, it's not like he can't deny and it. I just I just want to retort. Please, <laughs> a tort retort. Um, that when I said okay, I meant in the context of the reviews it was getting. Oh, uh, I which actually were, enjoyed. What, were they a huge deal? I, no, reviews? I think I thought they were slagging it off. If I remember oh, okay, right, okay, okay. I don't think it landed well. There was a whole lot of drama around the movie of it being redirected or undirected. I don't know what words I'm trying to I say. Like this redirected or undirected? Another show. Yeah. Title. So there, there was a lot of drama around the movie starting and stopping all that sort of stuff, and then I yes. think it came out to average reviews. I thought it was better than that. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. Much better than say the crock of shit that was the rise of skywalker oh wow but, <laughs> my God. i'm gonna quote you back on that one <laughs> a different point you're gonna be like listen i might have said that but did i mean it <laughs> and this and that that's my review from the one viewing i had in the cinema where i was thoroughly disappointed by what was put in front of me wow <laughs> it may have changed this is, this is fantastic it may, this is it may have changed like the last this jedi the- hated it when i first watched it I think it's the best one out of the three now just wow saying. okay yeah no time does do different things doesn't it um mm. Time does do different things. Do you know what time period we should go to? Oh, the 1975? <laughs> yes. 
released in uh, Christopher Segway Anusis. That was good, you know. That was a good one. Thank you. It thank just you. landed in your lap and you said it <laughs> into the camera. And it felt like a moment. I could feel your pride. It was really fun. Um, so, right? Uh, Do you know what I mean? I have, yeah, I have. Oh, can I tell the, the list? things I've been wanting to say to you for all week. Fantastic. What did he say? <laughs> I feel like I'm going to offend you. This is great. Which, again, could be uh, a show title for us. Uh, listener, I'm now, <laughs> I'm now spying on our pre-record conversations and quoting them back for you <laughs> during the pod. Should we just press record earlier? I know, right? Because offline, uh, off pod rather, we're, we're, we're rather funny. Um, it's a whole pod other show, show really. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. You have lots of things to say, so I feel like you should just... just I don't have like three them. things to say. Okay. <laughs> say them to your heart's so, content. I didn't start listening to the album until probably a couple of days ago, at which point it's kind of just been on repeat <laughs> mm-hmm. um, while I'm trying to come up with an opinion. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, um, you're you. This is the thing I really... You don't have to come up with an opinion. You have. You so have one. You just have to say it. And maybe, okay. You know. It was fine. Okay. Um, they're, they're, they're fun. Mm. They're, they're interesting. I... Mm. Giving me the latest album. I don't know. Give me. You know what I could do now, just oh, to to frame my my opinions. Can you yes. just give me like your rundown of who the nineteen seventy five are? How long they've been sure. going? How many albums sure. they got? Because I don't actually look at any of this. I literally just grab the thing you've given me, mm. listen to it, and come back with an opinion rather than doing the Jeffrey Barlow deep dive, mm. which you do on other artists. Yeah, so, it's so interesting. T- tell I'm, me, what, I was, what was just I listening thinking. to Jeff, and then I yeah. come back. This is it's really interesting because sometimes I feel like we're the we're the deep dive podcast where it's like review Edward Sharp, this album that like I have a really deep relationship with from years ago, and I know the intricacies, and I use a Radiohead chart to like figure out what album to recommend you. And sometimes <laughs> I feel like we're the first impressions podcast, and it's like I don't need to have any context; just come into it fresh. It's like we we go back and forth, right? So for this one, I'm a bit of a a big fan at this point and christopher was an utter noob so the 1975 formed in uh, manchester in 2002 it's funny for me they're a bit of a they feel very much like a london band i don't know why but they're a, a band from up north and um it's it's a very funny band for me where for just from i i often get uh i vibe with like the initial marketing and branding and does it have and i remember for the first couple albums i was like whoever that band is just from posters and the name i was like not for me I hate the name the 1975 i think all their posters are whack whatever vibe i'm getting from them no thanks they seem like they're too trendy by half they're very up themselves and leave me alone nobody and then by likes the third... whack posters <laughs> and then by the time the third album came around called a brief inquiry into online relationships i saw the video for one song um and then i was like oh all the things i didn't like about them are very true but i really like them now and i um got really into them so the first two albums um, listen to the pretentious, even they admit it's the title of their second album. I like it when you sleep, for you are so beautiful, yet so unaware of it. Like, come on, guys, what are we even talking about here? That was That's an album title. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. You're getting some genuine reactions, guys. Um, this is fantastic <laughs> Sorry, stuff. That, yeah, he's just like, learning. <laughs> that sounds more like a note that a serial killer leaves behind. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. A brief inquiry into online relationships. 
actually is my favorite. I feel like there are it's a bit over long, but there are some bangers on it. Such good singles. It's the it's the album that got me into them. They followed this up with their pandemic album, Notes on a Conditional. So basically, for you, maybe not so much the listener, uh, a brief inquiry into online relationships, two thousand eighteen ish, is their OK Computer. It's their third album, and it's where they really hit their Radio creative stride. Yeah, Radiohead <laughs> charts out. Um, Notes on a Conditional form followed it up during the pandemic. It was a very bloated trying every genre possible kind of album very weirdly i saw them live recently you know how this happens sometimes where um a band who's like five six albums in it's like what are they doing with the set list which albums do they rate which albums are they currently feeling or not they played like one song off this album which is odd um fair enough that being funny in a foreign language which we're talking about today is their most recent so obviously they hit pretty much every song on this but the one just before was notes not conditional form the pandemic album so to speak and they only played one which on a big 25 song set list was a bit odd to me because like that was super recent i don't know if they're not feeling it now but i really like it and then there's this one and to me um they've done this thing of uh yeah they're they're a poppy band that they write uh catchy music rock music they're they're sort of for me they're like the vanguard of like alt as a bit of a mainstream alt rock but a bit mainstream and uh being funny in a foreign language to me is most notable for being probably their simplest album and being their shortest and sweetest um and she's got some good songs on it and you'll never guess because i re-listened to it for the benefit of this podcast you'll never guess who came up in my head as a bit of a reference point during the listening that obviously i need your take on because it Mm. might be totally off it might be a vibes thing it might just be me but to me and it might be knowing the rest of their work kind of thing to me this album is a bit michael jackson-y I don't know. It just has a few grooves. It just has a few things like um, looking for somebody to love and happiness. I just feel like we get in this really, it doesn't feel very 2023, like the grooves and vibes See, we hear. This is where I, I come in. Exactly. I, there, I have two weird comparisons. One of which you've already sent back to me in your email with the, the mm. uh, playlist that you put together in January. Um, oh, which I was boys. like, okay, so, so, you, so, so you said sort of uh, ready headlight. Or Diet Radiohead. Diet Radiohead-esque. Yeah, which we all know Coldplay is that. But... Yeah. <laughs> Muse is also that. Travis are also that. Listen, we could, I could... <laughs> no, <laughs> Muse are like Radiohead on cocaine. <laughs> oh, if you want to get... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but when I was listening to it, there was, two, there was another reference I had, which oh. my first listen, I just couldn't get on with the upbeat happy joyness of the upbeat songs. And oh, I was like they had the Westlife problem where I was like, just give me more, give me more of the ballads. Give me so more of the slow stuff. Because oh, mate. I, I've got two songs here, All yes. I Need to Hear and Human 2, where I thought yeah. these are my two favourites on the album. All your other <laughs> stuff, it's like nobody asked Westlife to do Uptown Girl. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to, ca- this is, that's fantastic. This is, this is my favourite, um, not disagree. And with yes, the, with the radio headlight thing, every yes. time I listened to part of the band, all I was getting was Burn the Witch. That's what I'm wow. saying. Wow. And I was like, with Burn the Witch was just like a song of Freddie Has latest album where it has the sort of um, staccato-y, violin-y, cello-y intro. And part of the band is almost like a complete, very similar sort of vibe to that. Listeners, you know that thing where your friend says a thing that just takes you so from left field, left field is like kind of on point, but like also what the fuck are you talking about? It's just great. Oh, I just had that. Was, I would never have put Burn the Witch next to it. But obviously in that sense, I totally hear what you're saying. Part of the band is my first uh, song that I really love on this album. It's the single. Mm-hmm. I think it was the single. I think some of the the rhymes. Can we talk about the lyrics? Can amazing. we talk about? I the think lyrics? some of them are amazing. I think I've used a few of them as my names for runs on uh, several running apps before. I mean, um, 
I know some vaccinista tote bag chick baristas. Tote bag chic baristas, yeah, man. Um, Sitting east on their com- communistas keisters. Communista keisters. Writing about their ejaculations. Writing like about their ejaculations. Like, yeah. Oh, then my favourite line. Yeah, I like my men like I like my coffee full of soy milk and so sweet it won't offend anybody. Yeah. Be- beautiful. That specific line is my favourite. Um, is, this, is this talk about cancel culture? Or something. I don't there's, think the song is. I think a few of the lines are sure. Yeah, there's, there's a few lines that stuck in my head around cancel culture, which I thought was quite interesting. It is quite. Interesting. I was like, "Who's out there cancelling the 1975?" Oh so. mate, oh <laughs> mate. I mean, it's very interesting timing that we're doing this because um, yeah. I'm pretty uh, plugged into some of the uh, news sites, sometimes for music and stuff, and they've just Matt Healy, the frontman and singer-songwriter, sort of helm of uh, a lot of these, uh, at least the lyrics and melodies. Um, he's he's been cancelled as fresh as like this week. Do you know what I mean? Oh like, really? Always, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know how to like on the scale of cancelled. It's about a seven. It's not a disaster. He's done for ten, but uh, he addressed it during live on stage comments, and people weren't fully satisfied. It's because he made some jokes on a podcast. It's a whole thing. And he's he's one of these guys. He he'll he's one of my you know. I have a I have such a weakness for this type of frontman of a band who just. Is a little bit pretentious, self-aware, intelligent. I just, I love these dudes. <laughs> he just talks out of his ass a lot, and sometimes he's just super fascinating and intelligent and articulate. And sometimes sounds, sounds like someone else we're talking about just before the pod. <laughs> sometimes he's putting his foot in his mouth, and uh, bless him, you know, you can't win them all. You can't win them all. And uh, I, I, I do uh, have a very deep appreciation and fondness for the man but i don't think i don't i'm not out here saying i could defend him on any on everything now i feel like particularly like can everyone shut the fuck up about cancellation culture sometimes but i feel like the mm. few times he references it on this album are actually pretty uh tasteful um especially in the last song when we are together um yeah so uh, can i just can we just talk about this whole um ballads versus the westlife thing is crazy to me it's so funny so i listened to this on a run yesterday and it's mm. so funny because i like I've reached the moment in listening to this album because actually suggesting it to you made me get re into it. It's probably the album I was least familiar with of theirs, mm. um, I guess, because it's newer, blah, blah, blah. But like, because I was running with it, whether it was the violins and part of the band or the grooves in happiness and looking for somebody to love, but like, it was the first time I'd gotten to that place of like, it, you know, when the album's a blob to you, mm. right? And it's got bits, but it's a blob. This was the first time I started it was separating. Really it really started separating quite solidly. And guess what happened on the run? I fucking died for the pop bangers that used to just be like, okay. And like, I felt, I felt a version of what you felt, but this time when human two came on and I'm running out of Cunningham park, I was like, you motherfuckers keep the vibes. And then even any rhythm coming in, I was like, thank God for that. But like, I like their ballads usually, but for this run yesterday, I just suddenly felt very in love where like, they were just Mm. on in my head. Even when the run stopped, like just, the grooves and the vibes and the fun and the loudness really won me over specifically uh, yesterday. So that's so interesting what you felt. Because, yeah, they are very much a, this is our, like, upbeat rocker. This is our ballad. Like, they do place mm. them like that sometimes. So that's really interesting that you had the Westlife Uptown Girl comparison. That's funny. Is that a famously hated song? I thought people liked that. No, it's just nobody goes to Westlife gigs for the upbeat ones. Just 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 sit on the sit on the stool and give me the ballad. <laughs> <laughs> I like this take. This is a very this is a very yeah. very specific take. Do you know what um, I mean? I'm just I'm just like, yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Basically, yeah. No, no, no. F- so so first first Wait. few lessons they're they're just they're the sort of the two songs that stuck in my head and i was like mm. i could really just do with more of that 
because like yeah. you say the rest were all just blobbing together in my head right. and then i think maybe i've listened to it like three and a half times huh. or something like that because it's it's running was digestible it kept it kept That's finishing right. and i was like oh crap i didn't listen to any of that so i went back again right. yeah yeah um and yeah, and that's just, that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at. I, I it it was nice. It was mm. Diet Radiohead. It was there was there was interesting stuff going on. I mean, the opener is is quite fun and interesting yes. and stuff like that. So that's why I was kind of interested on their journey. Is like, how did they? What did they sound like when they started? And how mm. have they got to this point? Because mm. sometimes when you just land at the point, you're like, wow, that's a lot to take in. And it yes. was a little bit much to take in. Yeah, I totally um, hear that. And it's interesting because um, it's like sometimes these first listens and then we talk about them it's almost it just occurred to me it's like reviewing first a first date it's like who knows what this relationship will become this might be it and you don't see the person anymore wow, or Jeff. you might continue. <laughs> i don't know it's like it's yeah, so no, it's like true, it's true. yes um it's gonna take a while to coalesce um whereas for me i feel like me and me in the 1975 like we're going out now i've got i'll, I'll take your moments of acoustic balladry but i like when you're do, upbeat do, and energetic do the best know to the best know that you're, you're seeing in 1975. Do you know what? The bets are going to have to sit there and take it. And do you know why? Because their gig sold out and we're currently just on the waiting list, which is very um, uh, sad. Sad. So there's, there is that. Um, Twickets, mate. Go on Twickets. Good old Twickets. <laughs> um, I need to try that at some point. Uh, I really liked this point. And just to speak very briefly to the cultural, uh, the culture war cancellation stuff, like... This is a guy who feels very plugged in too, and he does a lot of like, I'm on Twitter, I'm off Twitter. Like he does, he makes a big meal out of it because when he's on the socials, when he's on podcasts, he'll inevitably fuck himself over. And this is a contention I have a lot about a lot of my favorite artists. Mm. I don't know how I feel about it applying to all of them, but certainly to some. Get off social media, you person. Okay, it's not for everyone, and <laughs> I don't know how these people use it as just like. I'm just going to throw out some thoughts and think out loud. Like that might be for your friends or for your journal. It doesn't have to be on the big everyone's looking at you app. Um, and he, he made this point in talking about writing this album where he was off social media. And I quote from a Vulture interview that, that I really enjoyed and will link to in the show notes on um, getting off Twitter. I just thought I want to be a really good writer on the culture war. And I don't think I can objectively write about it if I'm participating in it or especially becoming a pawn in it, which is almost what was starting to happen. Yes, Matthew, stay off the socials, write good music. I'll be forever grateful. <laughs> like, I just wanted to put that out there. Um, yes. Um, I also just wanted to make one more point about... Um, uh, I, I really, I do, I do wonder if, if there's any reason for you to like, oh, I'm going to try that, that uh, song again, or I'm going to try this band again. I do wonder what you're going to make of the, the more um, uplifting stuff uh, or just the more high energy stuff because there is this it's really funny that I felt for the first time a Michael Jackson thing I don't know why I think it's just because it's it might just be come down to something like it was dancey and I felt very dancerific with it I, but, did, I um, didn't get that at all I that's funny because yeah. I've you know been a fan for quite a while now and I've never gotten that before it might have been because I was thinking about you listening and how mm. each one of you it might have been that to be honest maybe I was crowbarring that in there as, as a comparison point but um as opposed to, this is like the more, you're asking me to tell you about the band, as opposed to the, the Westlife fan who will go and want to hear the ballads. No, 1975 gigs are big parties. People are people are yeah. feeling the pop songs, they're dancing, they're having a good time. Um, and I do really appreciate that um, uh, sometimes just uh, a thing that I think he tries to do because he's too smart by half sometimes, he's very um, self-aware, he's a good cultural uh, critic that of course we on this pod would like, but... I think he tries to undercut that sometimes and just be like, can I just be sincere, please, for once? And then it's even more effective. And for the song, um, 
I'm in love with you. That's quite uh, just upfront. And um, I, to quote him from the interview, uh, I was even challenged on that when I was making I'm in love with you. The guys could hear me in the vocal booth trying to find a word that would negate the sentimentality a little bit. Maybe I'm not in love with you or I'm not quite in love with you or something to give it that 1975 not so sweet feeling. And they were like, dude, the whole thing that you're doing at the moment is being in the present. If it sounds like the song's called I'm in love with you, write a song called I'm in love with you about being in love with you. <laughs> and I like that he just... Um... I think what I like, let alone embracing that and just being quite sincere, is I think uh, this is something that will always get me. He just explains the process quite well, and he makes you uh, a sort of... He can take you behind the curtain and see what mm. it's like to be in his brain and, and write songs. But like, I, I can't finish uh, our review and our scores. I know it's still a bit of a blob to you, but you did shout it out, and it is still my favourite song, I think, part of the band. The staccato violin. Can Can you at least see how, like, the thing that gets me about that song is, like... I know it's 2023 and we're old men now, but like what's going on musically? What is the mainstream? What is even a pop song? Yeah. In the same way that it was quite weird for Radiohead to do Burn the Witch, for this to be their single, and they're in all ways to describe them, they're, they're kind of like was the this rock the single? Because there was another song yeah. on the album that I was convinced might have been a single. Maybe, and this is another um, thing. I come, in, it's, I come into it so cold that yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. so unplugged from so I think, society. I, and I love that. And I think it's actually quite Burn the Witchy in this respect, which I wouldn't have thought. I think they actually, Radiohead actually put out Burn the Witch as like, this is quite a left field. Let's give mm. them something that's really different. And I think they did this too. I think this was like the first single and everyone was like, what the fuck is going on here? And I fucking love it. There's something about the staccato violins. I don't know why that just, uh, mm. yeah, just like, how is it with violins? Dun, 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 I was like, yeah. And it felt so like they didn't need like a huge... Uh, drum they just beat. ripped it from Radiohead, man. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Oh, do you know what also got me? And they were like, that came of... out in 2017. No one's going to remember. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is very true. People forget very quickly. Even though it's um, a very mellow song. Dear Tom York, if you're listening, please just reunite Radiohead and give us another oh, album. Oh, mate. Please. Do a whole pod please. on that. I'm just, I'm please. too sad about it. Seriously. <laughs> There's a violin solo during the last song, When We Are Together, that mm. during my run, I was like, I, I just felt like, I was almost saying out loud. I was like, give me the violin. Give me the violin. It's just so sad. Yeah, I guess I'll get into that. I'm going to sum this up for everyone. Jeff yeah. really likes the 1975. I if guess. you can see his face right now, he's very excited about talking about it. And I'm it was got very showered, fluffy, un, un, uncamped hair. Oh, uh, just staring at Jeff going, dude, I, we get it. You like the 1975. I was supposed to review but this. I'm you the just... one who, this is the same problem we had last week. With... <laughs> when you say problem, weeks. it's just how we have conversation. Um, yeah, one person talks, one person listens. <laughs> um, yes, do you want to do you want to score it? I guess. <laughs> no, no, you meant to give me your guesses, Jeff. Remember? Yes, that's how our show works. But but um, no, all I will say. So please, after after listening to it a few more times, mm. the upbeat one started to unbecome a blob, and mm. they were fun, and I started to look forward to them, and I started to remember them as they came oh. around. It's like like this 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 thing we've discovered by listening to music, Jeff, is that the more you <laughs> listen to it, the more you. You remember ah. it and you enjoy it. It's funny yes. that. Yeah, um, we cracked that nut a few weeks ago. <laughs> um, Jeff's holding up the vinyl. Um, but no, uh, it, it's made me interested in the 1975. Maybe it's just that I, I don't... It's the mm. thing that we said, you, you don't have space for oh. new things sometimes. And maybe Please. I just wasn't, in a, I wasn't looking it. for a new upbeat-y, mm. bubblegummy, yeah. interesting pop... Band. And you just made a new space in your brain with like getting pretty into the Beths enough that they accompanied you on a run. Like, how many yeah, new yeah. relationships can we be making on the reg? Yeah, I totally yeah. feel that. But what I did have space for was their 
their downbeat ballads. I really enjoyed that. And that's mm. that's what stuck in my head. Those those two songs that I mentioned earlier, All I Need yeah. to Hear and Hu- Human 2, they yeah. were the ones that I was like, I found that really interesting and it gave me oh, something okay. that I looked forward to. Nice, so. nice. Okay. With with um, these things said, I will, del- I will tell you that... Are those really what I think? I mean, hey, it's what can't I th- change it. No cheating, Jeff. It's what I thought before anyway. Okay. I thought, why would I think that, though? That's weird. Um, <laughs> not only can Jeff not have a conversation with me, he has a conversation <laughs> with himself. <laughs> okay, so, for the chocolate sex robbers, I thought, for once, for once I recommended you a non-Norm McDonald thing. See, that's going on the social, that screenshot. See, these are, this is great social, social content. The you yeah. did it, you're here photo from last week. Yes, true. Chocolate sex robbers. People can see what's happening. We can even put little screenshots of our pod recording. Oh, yeah. I, um, I have thoughts, but let me get this thought out first before I lose it. Three, three, three. I oh, thought you, you were fucking just... fucking nailed it. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, call it off, mate. Hashtag review one thing. You're watching knock at the cabin like doing all the things that i was toying with my last one it would have been a 3.5 but i went down to a three. Oh wow i appreciate your honesty but more than that i appreciate the sweet sweet taste of victory um this must be the feeling when you've taken 14 penalties and then fun suddenly a brighton player as your skies are over the bar and you're like he held out your nerve even a semi-injured marcus rashford got in which i think all of us even the neutrals felt really happy for after the euros oh. miss so why am I talking about football? Um, I don't know, Jeff. I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, so that cool. was that was that. Now, now this is very interesting. My guy mm. gave me an interview, you know, an interview to review on a podcast. And, this and is possibly great. two. And possibly two. Oh, I just, I went deep on Jake. I left, Bob, Bob's going to have to, I'll, I'll get to Bob. You went though. deep on Jake. <laughs> <laughs> me and Jake got very Show title. <laughs> Me and Jake are very acquainted, but even more than that, you know who I really uh, did a deep dive on? Who? The interviewer. Mr. Sean Evans read a nice little Vanity Fair profile on the lad. Of course you did. Expect (laughs) nothing less. I feel very up to date. Now, this was the season 20 finale. Yep. So this is a big show. Um, Now, I think he does two seasons a year. Oh, really? Okay. Two or three or something like that. He he does like a chunk and then he has a break and then another. Do you watch the new Thursday episode every week? I got into the habit of it, yeah. Just because it's just, just fun. And and to be honest, I there's no other thing that introduces mm. me to someone I don't know better mm. than, I think, that show. Because he actually asks interesting questions, normally spans the career, mm. and you kind of just get really interesting takes on someone. And I feel like you see people in a completely different light to what you referred to the other day as the sort of the really happy, charmy Jimmy Fallon just laughing at everything they say sort mm. of interview that you see normally. This is true. This is true. Okay, fantastic. You're being very quiet. You're giving me nothing right now. <laughs> no, I'm just, I, I mean, this is a, yeah, it's, it's the same way I laid out uh, 1975 thoughts to get a bit of the, the guy who pitches uh, context with it already is interesting. Now, of all the things to come in like randomly without having much of a, a context or familiarity with the product, like I think we did, yeah. um, uh, you know, a couple of seasons into American Dad or whatever. This is like season 20 finale. Like at this point, it's a well-worn formula. They know what they're doing. The thing yeah. that I felt a bit was like, I might not get the vibe of like, 
you know, when you've done 20 seasons of anything, there's in-jokes. We've done bloody 14 mm. episodes and the whole show is in-jokes. Do you know what I mean? So it's like the more time goes on with the show, I felt like... Well, we've done gonna... 14 episodes plus our other five episodes on Patreon that people can subscribe to for £102 a month. See, I don't get it. Why do you lie about the Patreon? The Patreon's going <laughs> to eventually be real and people are, gonna, are not going to be best pleased. Um, hashtag but, be real. Go. Hashtag be real on Patreon. Um, should we just screenshot every be real we take and that will be what you see on Patreon? It's just subverting the app <laughs> ecosystem. <laughs> um, so Subverting the app ecosystem. <laughs> Listen, Sean Evans, what a character, what a guy. This is just a very unique show, and I kind of get it, and I kind of don't. And it was fun, and it was good, and Jake Gyllenhaal is a lot. I can see uh, why you recommended this one. It was, mm. it was really fun. Um, yeah, it's like it's almost like having one side thing. This is, I, everyone's got a theory on why this one is so famous and successful, and a lot of it centers around Sean Evans, the really good uh, host. I'm, mm. I'm loving that I just get to talk about an interview. This is fantastic, a YouTube interview show. Um, but also in terms of the format itself, it's like even if he was a good host, what is it about just the wings that does it? And I, I think it might just be the whole, like, just something that they're doing together it's something a bit like you can laugh at like some people struggle some people don't whatever it's enjoyable it's food. i think it brings down it takes down mm. the facade of mm. the celebrity which is mm. what i think the genius idea is that they become uncomfortable so they be- therefore they just end up opening up more right like right, we've right. seen that um oh, who's the the seth myers the day drinking with seth myers thing is very sort of oh, similar okay okay like yeah. he occasionally does that where i think he's I like done it with lizzo and lord and things like yeah. that where they just go day drinking and he continues interviewing with them and things like that it's just because everyone always puts on a, a front yeah so, and i don't think he, he's, he's not trying to get any dirt i just think he's no. just trying to make them be a bit more honest and open which is always quite fun so it's really it's um speaking to that they're obviously quite aware of that um effect they have at this point so they actually Mm. apparently according to the vanity fair profile on the show they call it the charlie's theron because apparently Mm. there was such a pronounced moment where she was on where you just saw her shoulders drop and she was like oh this is different to all the junkets i've been doing and i'm actually just going to let my guard down a bit so they actually Mm. are very aware what the the effect it has um i think the reason probably um, I was thinking, reading this profile, like how um, he had such a good quote, right? Because um, he said, uh, oh, and to speak to the Charlize Theron thing specifically, um, he says, I saw her shoulders drop and she was just engaged. She was having a good time. I could see that it was likely such a departure from everything else that she'd done throughout the media day. And that was when they mm. coined that term. Um, it's just really interesting uh, that, that I think a part of what he thinks his appeal is, um, is how much research he does in his thoughtful questions. And he had a really good mm. quote on sort of other people who get to interview celebrities. He said, they confuse their proximity with celebrity for actual celebrity, and they don't do the actual work. It almost sounds sad to say, but by virtue of taking it seriously and working really, really hard, we've kind of set ourselves apart from the pack, which is, you know, great self-reflection. And I do love that idea because, I mean, it's true. It's, it's, it's tired and I'm, uh, I'm waiting for a giant butt from you. There's no giant butt. It's t- it's tired and cliche, but a lot of the media junket questions are the samey, samey, mm. blah, blah, blah. I think my butt is, um, it's just like I met a new, I think it's a, a lot of these reviews sometimes when we're coming at something really cold. It's just like I met a new friend and I'm still getting his vibe. Sean seems <laughs> nice, but there was some, it's, it's season 20, right? The mm. guy is, if there's one thing the guy isn't doing at this point, it's getting in the reps. He's done his hours. A really funny point in the uh, Vanity Fair thing is like, He's like, off the clock, I'm not doing wings. Wings is just an on-the-clock <laughs> thing. And you can imagine, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but like there's this and this this totally might just be me right but like it took me it's taken me a while to warm up to his literal this is such a nitpicky thing but i just gotta be honest to his literal speaking style it's taking me a mm. while the question itself is full of like thought and warmth and some of the things he was hitting jake with about like there was this one question about like you know people want to have like good relationships with their directors but sometimes having a not good relationship can yield results too tell me about that blah 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 and i was like wow great question i found there's something like i might just get used to as time goes on like just a new friend who something weird about the way he says it it's almost it's a bit robotic it's like i'm getting i'm getting edward sharp i don't like his voice vibes from you again (laughs) (laughs) by the end by the end of it i was already do you know what when i really started like oh do you know what i think i'm gonna get over that is when they actually show a bit of the end cut and then they start hugging and talking and it's over and i don't know there was it's just um i think i'm very used to letterman and fallon and a bit more energy and even though i like the thoughtful nature of the questions he does definitely come across as a bit more of your quiet sort of like thoughtful guy having a conversation with you i think even though they're aware that they're like big um uh, unique selling point is the thoughtful questions and the wings i think the reason the thoughtful questions are very good but it didn't like super jump out to me as unique and i think i realized why even though historically i've been a big late night guy the main content I consume for interviews is like long ass podcasts. <laughs> like I am used to people. Dr- like if you come from late night, 10 minute interviews to this, this is a revelation. This is fantastic. Mm. This is the interview show you need. If you come from podcasts, this is really fun. If you like the guest list and stuff, then you're going to have a wild ride. And if you like the whole wings aspect, which I think that's just never like, I think uh, there's the viral clips of like some people finding them really hard. I've always just been like, oh, that's funny, but I don't need to watch the whole show. Um, but uh, yeah, I've come from podcasts, so it's like it's it's really good. I, I I do like how he does one question per wing, and yes, a lot of thought into them. He's not reading them off a paper, but they're very well thought out questions. In general, I very much enjoyed it. I definitely am going to watch more now, and I'm interested in uh, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal more. And I think a lot of what you you said turned out to. To be true, it was charming. Um, if I'm, I like, I like your take on this level of the whole. If I didn't know about the person at all, and this was an introductory thing, mm. um, I like that because there's we we have to find out about people, right? It's the whole. I'm always so curious. Unless about you're how you discover. then you just just click on him and see what happens. <laughs> you don't need reviewers, so says Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran's out here trying to cancel. Uh, us, and to be honest, my favorite my favorite thing is I wait for the same moment in every episode. Tell me, yeah. Where he sort of asks a question and the person well, and the, the celebrity just sort of goes, "How the fuck did you know that?" See, that that happens great. like now, almost regularly, and I'm just and I'm just like in my head, I'm like, "How does he know that? Where is great. he getting his research from and stuff like that?" Because I'm just like, then he's definitely because then the celebrity that's when they're sort of shoulder jokes. They're like, they're actually yeah. ask, he's they're actually asking me something, yeah interesting that i want to answer because no one's ever asked me that question before yes no I'll t- kind of... you know what um it really remind. i'm not sure if you ever watched this back in the day i used to be such a super nerd for this show a show called inside the actor studio yeah where james lipton at the actor studio would interview actors and he always got that moment and as a super fan of that show like there's almost the secondhand pride you feel in your interviewer where you're like, yes, yeah. he got him. But there was this always a thing of like, you'd reference something that happened at school or whatever. And it's obviously you've done your deep dives into interviews and interviews with family members. Like you've gone down mm. a few different chains of the normal research to elicit that moment. But I always remember when James Lipton, the host of that show would get that moment out of a guest, I would feel that same thing that you do. So I totally get yeah. loving that as a moment. Um, I think, uh, plus do you never, do you, uh, 
are you hungry when you're watching it? Because <laughs> like well, this was something I wanted to ask you because I was like, I feel like I would if I'm out here recommending stuff that involves meat to my vegan friend, I would get shouted down. And it did occur to me watching, I was like, they're just it's just the wings show. What are we talking about? Does my does yeah, my vegan they've, friend they've not had, feel away? They've had like veggies and vegans on there and they've done vegan wings oh, and things cute. like that. Okay, so, it's not a big deal. Sometimes I want to yeah. make it a big deal and it's not a big deal. If I got upset every time I saw someone eat a chicken wing, I just... <laughs> <laughs> It'd be hard to live. One of my I other favourite... One, one of my YouTube channels I got really into at some point yeah. ages ago was the Chicken Connoisseur. <laughs> which no is way. Like, That's Which is this kid going around chicken shops and I was like, I just like the... Co- it's just a funny concept. He's just going around reviewing chicken shops in London. It's quite I, I mean, um, this... You might have just changed my pick for next week, but just checking. Have you ever seen an episode <gasps> of Chicken Shop Date? Yes, yes, I have. I think so. Okay, maybe. I think okay. I think James recommended it to me once. Okay, there's been some good people on. Are we shouting out names now? Yeah, or are you, are you bleeping that out? What, what are you thinking? Ah, I can say James. He's, I don't know if you probably. I don't think we told him this podcast exists. <laughs> He's not going to find it. Okay. I mean, are we going to say? Are we going to say that Ali's the one who sent us in the email? I mean, we spend give, give me well, actually if... give me Jip about a Star Wars review. Then it's <laughs> spent many many weeks being very very careful tiptoeing around names, and then in the last thirty seconds, Christopher's torched the whole thing. <laughs> Just saying everyone's names. You do your thing, my guy. Um, so he another his email. He's, he's, you know, this is this is true. Um, this is one quote from the interview that made me just raise my eyebrow. Maybe it was the context I didn't get. Um, we're a shooting star in the constellation of pop culture right now. True, we can get people that an audience is interested in, and that keeps the cachet of the show at the level that we can continue. But if that fell off, and I was interviewing ensemble cast members from the new MTV Teen Mum to like 60,000 views, that would be a living hell. I never want it to get to that kind of point. But there's nothing that I'd rather be doing than what I'm doing. Um, come on, my guy. What are we talking about? Like, it's really cool that you've become the 3 million views show straight mm. away. But uh, I don't know. 20 seasons and you've become so successful. Everyone loves you. I didn't quite... I don't get that take. Like, sometimes we have to go through either rougher periods or not have the A-list guys. I don't quite... I think it's less uh, critique of the quote than just I don't quite get what he's saying mm. there. If I can't get the best guests, I don't want to do this. I think maybe... I, I think he... he's probably more saying that he wouldn't... If it it, mm. if it dropped down to the low-hanging fruit, he'd probably stop. Which, yeah, I guess... Oh, in that, yeah, if you phrase yeah, it like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did, did you know which um, who the guests were that broke the show? As in, so when during like season one or two, when he was first starting out, there was... It was it was Key and Peel went on it, yeah, and and that was the episode that got the Big Bang views, and then right. started launching it into the. I thought I thought I'd get more of a reaction by saying Key. And no, Peele. yeah, I was just I was just waiting to I was just <laughs> going to follow up and say yeah, the the Vanity Fair article did mention the Key and Peel one, oh. um, and so that that did make it one that I I put down as like I have to go back and and check that one out. That's one that's really interesting to me. Um, Hot One's fans, according to Evans, are consistent and committed in a way that is rare in this fragmented media landscape. And I did just want to shout out that from the writer of the profile, because I think that's true. And that is a bit of a, like, a stroke your chin and wonder one, because we've brought up good points about why it's unique. But, like, the media landscape is super fragmented, and it's quite Mm. curious what will rise to the top and become the, you know, this is now the show. And you as a big, like, you like a good old celebrity interview here or there, you like a good late night Mm. show, but this is now your interview show of choice it's very interesting to me because i found it i found it good all the way um around now here's the oh, there was just one thing i could change about it and it's not about him or the show it was about mm. this specific interview and i don't know if in other yeah, yeah. interviews maybe it goes a different way but this it would have changed uh my scores right because overall i was one over i want to check out more i'm not like mm. a super fan get right off the get-go but i'm very into it the one thing right 
Jake made, and he's he's funny, he's weird, he's zany, energy all over the place. Um, it mm. feels like a a lot more of a, a look into the actual energy of a person rather than you know some of the late night shows. I definitely feel like I got to know Jake more than the suit wearing whatever. Okay, good. Mm. We found his real energy. The guard went down. All that stuff is true. But there's some of his answers about the artistic process in his movies that were so interesting. Where just he didn't do one thing for me. Name and shame the movies. Because there was yeah. somewhere he was like, do you know what I mean? There was somewhere he was like, some of the... So you're, not... you're, you're, you're having a go at Jake rather than the show. Not even having a go. Yeah. I just really, like, there was three or four answers in a row where he was like saying something super interesting. Like, and even though I had this amazing relationship with the director and felt super free, um, the movie wasn't one of the best ones. And like, I mm. get why with that point, you can't shame, name and shame the movie. But I really wanted to know. Um so like, and he would quote directors wouldn't tell me which ones. He would like, it's just, I think he's a certain level of celebrity where you can't do that. And the show is a le- certain level of successful where you can't do that. Whereas on a smaller scale show, on a little podcast, a little rinky dink one like this one mm. with a smaller celebrity, I bet we could get those names out and really get into even more nitty gritty. Because some of those points he made, I just I wanted that, a bit more. I think more. that was probably more Jake. I'm pretty sure, sure other people have just gone on there and completely opened up oh, and been love honest. Because they're, they're like, eh, consequences. Yeah, consequences smunch against it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, to be fair, he is weirdly because I still think of him as little Donnie Darko. That was bloody, you know, two thousand one at this point, right? So he is mm. like a very just established mainstream movie star at this point. And I always th- think of him as like the oddball indie lead, mm. and he's just not that anymore. So if he's a bit more PR trained now, to the point of not, you know, that's probably very, very smart and very, very good, and it's very, very trained mm. in him. Um, the amount he seemed loose and sweary in the interview definitely made up for it overall. I just wanted a bit more tea. Sometimes I want tea. Um, but overall, I, I really tea. enjoyed. Wow. Reference. Yeah. Okay. Um, ready, to, ready to do some guesses and scores. So. So. I learned my lesson. Yeah. Never go higher than three for anticipation. <laughs> <laughs> so I've gone with the three. Okay. Um, I've gone with the four and enjoyment. And I've got a reluctant confidence. Can I even put those two words together? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with a four in retrospect. You've gone three, four, four. Yeah. Okay. The actual scores were two. <gasps> oh, fuck you, Jeff. <laughs> three. Four. <laughs> <laughs> That popped both of us. Something about me putting a big emphasis on it as if it was like. We've got to be careful with morning shows, Jeff. Morning shows don't work. (laughs) Morning shows super work. Two, three, four. So I got one number right. There was. uh, Do you know what? It was the same as you've described this feeling. There was something about like when you offered it. It was like this is so digestible. I can watch it whenever. And then suddenly the week went by. You never watched it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It just felt so easy to just like I'll do that later. And then eventually, a couple of days ago, I read the profile and I got super into it. But the anticipate weird to me, it's almost like, you know, you complain if it's like, I'm demanding you watch a three-hour movie, but this was almost too digestible. Listen, I'm complaining. Champagne problems, You may right? have just nudged me in a direction now <laughs> <laughs> for what I'm going to give you no, in terms I'm of saying, something the whole that's so undigestible, is, it's going. grass it's is always greener. Whatever you're given, you're going to want something else. I had a good time with it during the three and then reflecting on it, I both want to check out more Jake movies. I want to check out more hot ones. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely am a four. And I'm very curious about on the level of like how they've gotten such a committed fan base out of it. Just on that level too, um, I've been won over to like thinking a lot of the, the show host um and the show itself it was it was a fun good time and i'll be checking out more for sure 
Shall we pitch things for next week? Sure. Shall I'm going to do it before I change my mind. Okay, great. Go for it. Jump I've on got, it. I've I feel like you're all feeling... in on something. Oh, God. That's two I hours and 11 in. minutes long. Two hours 11? Ah, okay, good. You like long interviews, documentaries, deep dives. Yes. Right? Yes. That so, sounds like me. In 2012, yeah. Spike Lee dropped wow. a documentary. <laughs> Is Christopher doing his first double dip? I'm doing a double dip. <laughs> <laughs> it's something I think I asked you I to a year ago, two years ago. Yes. I don't think you ever did. Yes, we it's probably a documentary. A in our chat. It's a documentary called Bad 25. Mm. It came out 25 years after Bad came out, wow. which, again, as we spoke about in the Moonwalker episode, mm. is is a is a pinnacle album in my life. Mm. And that two hours and eleven minutes, I think I've probably watched it three times. Really? Yeah, I just it, it's so. In the weeds, every album track, okay. details, interviews with sort of musicians and everything involved in on the on the album, yeah. um, which might force you to have mm. to listen to the album as well. Imagine, I mean, <laughs> but I, I I'll be shocked if you hadn't heard every single song on the album already. Anyway, it's it's a polar opposite. If you're looking at just mm. recommend Michael Jackson things, this is a polar opposite from the last thing. So appreciated, to be fair. Yeah. Um, so, so this I is called Bad Twenty Five. Yeah, I gave you a film that Michael Jackson made. <laughs> about himself in a weird yes. way <laughs> yeah now i'm giving you a film that spike lee made about michael jackson and it's about this album specifically it's about bad yeah, it's called bad okay. 25 i I've, I've in looking at it there is a full documentary on youtube mm. apparently that someone called username mj content one posted guan oh you've <laughs> got i a think it's still in the drive as well anyway fantastic stuff i look forward to it now we're gonna occasionally something like this will will creep up on us and it's it's happened again this is where i was going anyway but next mm. week is a is a music doc episode um because <gasps> you my friend will be watching it's a nice short one i don't think it's, it's that much over an hour and a half it's called meet me in the bathroom and it's about <gasps> the early aughts and the new york scene and i think i threw this your way when the london film festival was on and i wanted to watch it with you and then the london film festival came and went very quickly but very intriguing movie i just saw it the other week i wanted to watch it yeah. oh fantastic where did you watch it uh the picture house central um, it just had a very brief little run at the, at the movies and I made sure to see it and I just can't wait to, to have a little natter about it. So two music docs next week. Fantastic. Um, funny, 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 funny. We Couldn't have be any different. <laughs> exactly right. We have um, 24 hours to get on the socials. Uh, wish us luck, lads. And uh, thank you to the emailer one more time. And uh, I'm very curious. You know, feel free to, now that you've broken the email duck, feel free to just... Uh, message the group chat we have together if you have a if you have thoughts on the hashtag review one thing or hashtag review two things mm. uh, we're very very curious about what people think about that and we'll continue to banter with you about all the takes christopher is really enjoying the idea of some mcu recommendations going certain ways with that and i mean if we get a voice note i'm just saying it ties in with the guardians release that's what i'm saying fantastically if, if and then voiced... we might even bring that person on the pod imagine this person is yeah I love this. Um, fantastic. You could end up on the pod. We'll talk some MCU. We'll um, do a big Scorsese versus the MCU debate and everyone will get really in their feelings, a.k.a. I will get very in my feelings and everyone else will be fine. Um, so we look forward to it. But this has been another edition. I hope you found the energy good because it was the morning and I did. And Christopher, I think he's just thrown off by how his hair looks right now. You were fine too, mate. 
Um, <laughs> I feel like, listen, I feel like if I ran two marathons in a week, I'd give myself permission to just be bad at life for like three weeks minimum, just like mm. zombieing around. So the fact that you're even doing this and you consumed the content, um, credit to you. Um, we're all very proud of you and um, proud of any IFBB pros out there too. Shout out to all the listeners, especially the dearest ones. And um, Christopher, any final thoughts? Nope. I think we've kept this comfortably under an hour. Although I am so happy that mm. last week's episode was bang on an hour. Crazy, right? I don't know how I did it. It I was an accident, know. but it was perfect. Yeah. Should we, should we just leave some no, dead air to no, do it? No, no, <laughs> no. Let's get moving. Let's, let's let the guitars play and let our voices take them home. <laughs> now, one thing I've noticed is I sometimes step on Christopher's line and we don't have to, we don't, when we say it twice, so I'm not going to do it this week. So, if anything, dear listener, you don't need to take care. Be reckless. Go mad out there, okay? All I want to say to you before a friend of mine balances it out is goodbye. Take care. If you don't like when we misspeak or boost the audio or unpeak. The microphones bleed cause they're so cheap We're sorry to your ears If you don't like the intro Or the bit in the middle of this outro Or if you don't like the whole show Question why were you here? If you don't like the podcast If you think we both speak too fast Too many tangents never stay on task Pick up a book instead if you don't like what we recommend If your patience wears thin towards the end If you think you could do better with your friend Please go ahead If you don't like this content Or like me, the word content Then please go be more content And never listen to us again